0: One of the most important Midas, which we see develops a person. One of the most important Midas we see is the integral part of a person's Yiddishkeit is the middle of Akharasatav, the middle expressing gratitude in the series of Chinach. So of course it's something we have to pay attention to talk about what's the way to teach the importance of being grateful of expressing Akharasatav so I'll talk about one or two practical points but first let's explain why don't people naturally express gratitude I think there are three reasons the first one is something which happens again and again. A person gets used to. He doesn't re- recognize it anymore as being a favor. He doesn't look at it anymore as being something he should be grateful for. Now, one stop something which he wasn't expecting, and now he gets, was given, wow, that was a surprise. That was something he didn't expect. So he's grateful for that. But something which happens regularly, so it, it loses its interest, so to speak, its significance by a person and it takes it for granted. Just to bring this point out, I remember hearing a share from somebody. He said a shat in the pasuk, which I really don't agree with. I'll tell you why. He was talking about Elul, and he was talking about the Pasuk and e the The famous Pasuk which the first words spell the word hello. They translated it as Anila Dodi, I am for my uncle. And then he had explain why is Hashem in the context referred to by an uncle? So he explained, and he said, An uncle is somebody a person is grateful to. You know, when an uncle comes to visit, so he brings with him gifts. It could be his well prepared and uh, gifts are already labeled and packaged. Could be it's last minute, something you thought of buying and picking up on the duty free just before he arrives. But an uncle brings a gift. So the relationship to an ankle is a He brings gifts. I think this person is wrong for two reasons. Firstly, that's not what the word dohdi means. In the context of Shui Hashim, means my beloved. We refer to Hashem as dohdi, Hashem refers to us as deity. We both have a relationship with each other. We're both close to each other. So it doesn't refer to an uncle. But I think the bigger mistake with his vote is he's falling into this mistake of not understanding how However elaborate, however fancy, however expensive the gift that the uncle is going to bring, I don't believe for a second it comes close to the amount that parents spend on their children on their food, on their clothing, on their education, on their healthcare. No gift could touch that. And the idea that a person should be grateful to the uncle for the once of gift when he arrives, and or not to his parents, who have taken care of him constantly, is making a mistake. It's misunderstanding a karasatav. In fact, I would say it's exactly the opposite. The more common the favor is the more often it's repeated. Real akarasatav is the more a person has to be grateful. And you see this, you see this in our relationship with Hashem. When we thank Hashem, it's not for the one-off. For sure, the one-off things, special chasodim which we like to. But our chiyum to thank Hashem, which is every day in moedim, is specifically for the constant things. Al the constant listen, the everlasting kindness, the chesed which repeats itself morning, noon, and night. That's where we have to make the doggish. That's where we have to put the emphasis of our Korasatov. Because the fact that a kindness is repeated again and again and again doesn't lessen its kindness. Imagine if Hashem treated us like that. Imagine if we looked at it and said, you know, those mitzvahs, okay, you say Shema every day, big deal. Once a year, you blow a okay, that I'm interested in. But it's not like that. On the contrary, the mitzvahs which we do on a constant basis, each one we want reward for one day. We want as it were Hashem to be maki tova, so to speak, to pay us back for every mitzvah. The fact that we do it on a regular basis isn't less of a reason to get rewarded. So at least we have to look at chastei shemayim in the same light. The chasalim Hashem does for us on a regular basis. deserve as much thanks as the unusual chasalim. This is the Gemara. The Gemara says a person who says halal every day is mechoreb from the god the gemara the the person says halal. He says halal every day it's like he's cursing Hashem Why? Because halal talks about the wants of chasadim that Hashem did for the Jewish people. He took us out of Yitzrayim, He took us through the Yarden, He brought, gave us the Torah. Those were tremendous chasadim. But those were specific cases in history when they happened. And if a person's thanks for Hashem every day is for the individual events, he's a mechorif or a mechotif. That's considered, so to speak, chas as if he's cursing. Why? But it means there's nothing to thank Hashem for on a daily basis. He has to look for the unusual. And therefore, instead of handled every day, what we have is Ashray. And Ashray is Hashem's daily kindnesses. He gives us our food every day. He opens his hand and sustains everything. He's always close to those who are close to him and those who called out to him. The focus of Ashray is the daily chasadim. That's more and therefore the first point in training the karesatov, chinuch is for the regular things, for the day-to-day chassid, for the fact that the child is clean clothing every day and there's food prepared for them every day and looked after every day. Not just for the one-offs. That's the first point. The second point in karesatov, well, let's say better the second reason. Why sometimes people don't express a ghost at all is coming from a, a mindset that he had to do it for me. I have to be grateful for him. It wasn't that he wanted to or he, he was trying to be nice, he had to do it. It was his job. So I have to be grateful for that. Whether it's talking about someone who's working for you, so I'm paying him to do the job. Whether it's I'm somebody. Is working for someone else, so I have to be grateful for my salary, I worked hard for it. It's coming to me. I feel entitled. And if that's the case, I don't feel grateful. I feel I deserve. He talks about children who feel that they don't have any reason to be grateful for their parents. The parents spend so much on them, invest so much into them, work so hard for them. But that's their job as parents. So I'd have to be grateful for that. If they wanted to have children, that's their job as a parent. Khamutalim writes about this extremely strongly. He says, people who think like that should go blind and go deaf and go lame and go dumb. Why? He said, because if that's the way a person thinks, I don't have to be grateful because they owe it to me. Because this is their job and they have to do it. Says the Chachmus Adam, then a person is going to think the same way about Hashem. I have to be grateful for that Hashem gave me life and health. That's his job. If he created me, then that's what he has to do. So what I have to be grateful for. And of course, this is a big mistake. Even if it would be that we were owed something, we'd nevertheless have to be grateful for it. So Kalvachayim that the whole premise is wrong. Hashem doesn't owe us anything. But let's look at it the other way around for a moment. Let's look at the other way around. What would we feel if Hashem would tell us, "You know, I know you worked hard to learn Torah. I know you spent a lot of your time doing mitzvahs. But you owe that to me. I gave you life." I gave you money I gave you the minute to think you want me to be grateful also and give you schar would Hashem be entitled in saying that? to say I don't tell you anything you had to do it you would be right whatever we have we don't, we can't do enough to deserve what Hashem has already given us if Hashem would well, take the attitude if you owe me something I don't have to be grateful for it so then, know oh, what that can be we wouldn't get schar for anything We don't do anything uh, over and beyond what we owe Hashem. We see Ashen doesn't act like that. Even though he definitely could claim that after all he's done for us we're obligated, we're compelled to do what he wants us to do. He still, so to speak, rewards us for it. He still notices each thing we do and he looks at it like a chesed. It's like a chesed that HaKadosh Baruch so to speak pays people back for their Mason. But if that's the case and we as people are meant to learn a lesson from that and that is HaKadosh Baruch even applies to somebody who so to speak is obligated to you. If you want to teach a car of, therefore the first step in doing that is to teach by what we do if you've given your children jobs to do if you have given your children jobs to do yes if they share in helping with the housework it's their responsibility to clean up after themselves whatever it is but it doesn't make a difference once you've told to do something do them you've told them to do something for you and they've listened to you so if you're going to take the attitude, well, they have to do it. They owe me so much. It's going to teach them not to express a car so tough. And therefore the first nakoda, practically is, when you give your children a job to do and they listen to you, say thank you. I appreciate you did it so well. I appreciate you listened straight away. I appreciate you helped me. Because if the children see that the parents thank them, even though they're much more indebted to the parents and they'll like to learn the Kalvachima. They have to thank their parents even if they think that for some reason the parents owed to them. That's the first point. A doesn't have to be only in a case where a person feels that I'm completely undeserving. A is even in a case where a person feels that this was what you owed me. A partnership, a marriage. This is my job, that's your job. But it doesn't mean I don't say thank you to the other person for doing what they did. In other words, a is an expression of gratitude, not an admission of guilt. It's not like I was that you did something which I didn't deserve. Even if I didn't deserve it. Even something you were meant to do. But nevertheless, I say thank you for something because I benefited from it. I say thank 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 you for something because it means you listen to me. I say thank you to something because say I want to show you that when a person does for somebody else, the correct response is to say thank you. That's, so that's the first lesson. What about the father point you mentioned? To recognize small things, regular things. Make an exercise out of it. Every night, before your children go to bed, we're going to say thank you to Hashem for one thing. Not something unusual. Something out of the ordinary. Something which is irregular, but I never noticed it before. I never paid attention to that. Because when people pay attention to things, it's usually only when they no longer have them, usually only when they go wrong. Speaking to someone's asking me, Shayla, Tommy is stuck in bed. He had pulled some muscle which he couldn't even pronounce. And as a result of that, he couldn't walk, On a bad rest. So I was thinking to myself, tell me something. Before this happened, did you ever realize you had such a muscle? No, you never heard of it before. And it had quietly, efficiently been doing its job for the last 40, 50 years, however old this person is. He never noticed it. He didn't even know it existed. Just now, when something went wrong, and now it's not functioning, and it's in tremendous pain, now he realizes this muscle exists. And it's not dafti an indictment on him. It's a part of how a person thinks. When everything goes right, we don't think about it. We thank Hashem for things which are working normally. We thank Hashem for things which are part of our routine. But it's dafti those which are the biggest chasadim. It's a chesed which every single day Hashem is doing again. And therefore, is an exercise. One thing which I never thought of thanking Hashem for. I want to thank Hashem for today. Another story, you know, after the recent fires outside Yerushalayim, so some people started thinking the you know, fires aren't such a far away or forgotten event, and people start thinking well, maybe they should take out fire insurance. How does fire insurance work? The assessor from the insurance company will come down to your apartment, and they look around all your furniture, all your belongings, and they want to work out how much is it going to cost to insure this? If the place would burn down, how much will it cost them to replace? So this person told me he was going around his house with his fire assessor and they were making a list. this this kind of dining room table this amount of chairs and he has a sofa it's a three seater sofa and a bookcase and how many books and a table and a refrigerator and a freezer and, and point by point they went past went through room by room and itemized everything in his house. So I said to him I think it's another kind of fire insurance. And you don't need to bring the assessor from the insurance company. Why don't you go yourself through your house and make an itemized list of your things and say thank you to Hashem for each one. Did you realize that before? The person thinks of all the things are on. they own. That to say thank you for each one. Her life would be difficult if they didn't have a washing machine. Her life would be much more uncomfortable if they didn't have a chair. How much horror be to work without hot water, without electricity? And why is that an insurance policy? But it's better the than the principle of Nazaire. The Zaire says Hashem can't punish a person for what they're happy with. Him. Something a person's thanking Hashem for Hashem doesn't take it away. And therefore Besides for listing how much things a person has which she wants to insure, a better policy, I think is to go through a person's things and start thinking, I should be grateful for all these things. Hashem has given me so much. So that's the second exercise. Practice looking for things which as human beings, by nature we take for granted, and start to say thank you to Hashem for them. And then eventually the third point. The third reason why people don't express gratitude, and that is because they think that the recipient doesn't need it. What am I giving them already? So they don't need it. They have much more than me. They're much bigger and stronger than me. So why do I need to spend the time thanking them? What am I giving them already? A the child can think, "What am I giving my parents? Not saying thank you to them. They have everything. So they have to give me. I'm the needy party." And this comes in, in the person's mind entrenched. that like, Why do they need to the thank you? What am I giving them? Which means even if it would be that I would feel grateful, I don't see the need to express it. And the fam- as the famous vote we all know, how wrong that is. We all know the famous vote that uh, we have every after every shaykh and every mincha, in Chazar the Chazan Chaz repeats Shmuelashri and never listens quietly until Maidim. Comes Maidim, everybody says Maidim. Because, as Mufashim explained, Chazar Seshats, a person can be Yeti Shmuelashri by listening to somebody else. When it comes to saying thank you, you have to do it yourself. It's not enough to feel grateful, a person has to express gratitude. And the question is, like we said before, a person can think, but well, what, what am I giving them really? What do they need? And the answer is they need the expression gratitude. Why? Because that's how a reciprocal relationship works. If I'm giving to somebody I don't know I'm giving to, and I don't know who they're receiving from, so yes, there'll be no connection between the giver and the receiver. It might be later an for stocker, which is done in secret. But if you're giving to somebody, and the idea in giving to them is in order to create a connection with them, to build a relationship with them, then even if they aren't in the position to reciprocate the kindness you did, to do the same for you that you did for them, but at the very least what they can give you is akharasatav. The appreciation, I recognize what you did for me. It's the minimum way to return what was given, and therefore it makes a two-way street of relationship. And yes, if a person does want to invest in somebody else, so then he is interested in that connection with them. At the very least, what he gets back is a, is the thank you, the expression that I thank what you did for me, so at the very least it's really some level of connection. Besides for the fact that when it's coming to people, it actually makes a difference. We think that people who are great, the people who are way above us don't need a thank you they don't need the chizuk that someone's appreciating them and that's not true the nature of a human being is a person does need that thank you does need that akara tough even for somebody smaller than them parents do appreciate when their children are recognize what they're doing for them rabbeim, rabbanim whatever it's going to be do appreciate when someone recognizes the effort they put into the, what they can do it might be an extreme example, I remember when I was in yeshiva years ago. There was a certain Rav I felt I gained a lot from. So, so I said, to to, I'm going to approach them just to say thank you. So then I went over to the house. I speak to the Rav, yes, why did you come, what can do you? So I came to say thank you. I came to say thank you. Yeah, I gained so much from your sharing, from learning from you, I want to come to say thank you. This particular Rav looked at me in amazement for a few seconds. He says, tell me something, are you leaving the yeshiva? So I said, no, why did you think that? So he said, well, I didn't understand, you came to say thank you, I thought you were saying goodbye. And it's quite sad, that's the way people think of it. Just to say thank you as thank you, it's like no one does that. So if you're coming to say thank you, it must be that this this is the way you say Goodbye. But it's not true. Some people, because they great, don't need a thank you. They do. Everyone wants to feel that what they're doing is, is, is working out. Everyone wants to feel that they're putting, something they're putting effort into is bearing fruit. And therefore, at least, the Hakara thank you, I appreciated it. I gained from the share. I learned from it. I appreciate the effort you put into whatever project it is. Shows the person that He's not doing things for nothing. And even though we can't use the same concept we talk about HaKadosh Baruch but the same thing applies. Mm-hmm. Like we spoke about it in the parish this week. HaKadosh Baruch gives He wants people to notice He's giving them. At the very least it's Mechaiva so if we do get from Hashem we respond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu we know it's You. We know that You're giving to us because it's true HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give and it. it's true Hashem is the ultimate pal chesed but we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives so that people will know that he's giving where do we know this from? from the man in the midbar the Gemara says why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu send the man every day every day that go to got come send the man once a year everyone will store man it minimizes the necessity for the next and the class shall be taken care of They'll have the food they need. And Hashem says, no. If Hashem would have sent the on once a year and everybody has everything stored in their closets for a whole year, then people would think, think of Hashem once a year when the supply of man runs out. But if every day they need man for tomorrow, if every day they need one day's supply of food, then it means they'll think of Hashem every day. Every day they wait for the man, every day they're grateful and they recognize Hashem sending them on. So you see that HaKadosh Barucho is willing to break the laws of nature again and again on a daily basis. Send down man again and again every day. Why? Because it's important to Hashem that people should recognize Him every day. So yes, is HaKadosh atom important? Yes, even to Hashem. It's to do Nisim which God will define the scope of nature on a daily basis so that people should have HaKadosh HaTov on a daily basis. That's where it starts. We spoke about our cars at top, how to train our children, so to train ourselves. To appreciate things which are chassadim, which even if they happen regularly. To understand that even if we feel entitled to something, it doesn't mean we don't have to be grateful for it. And then when we do feel grateful, to so come forward and express that because that's what builds the relationship. The fact that you approach the other party. It's the very least that a person can give back. What's the Le like We spoke about three things. Number one. If you don't want your children to feel entitled to things, don't take the attitude yourself. When they do something you ask them to do, even if it's their job, even if it's to fix up the things that they did wrong, or to clean up the mess that they made, but they listen to you, thank you for listening. Second point. Make an exercise of getting to see small chasadim that Hashem does for us on a daily basis. And the last point. The last point. Have you ever thought of responding to Akharizetov with Akharizetov? When somebody thanked you for something you did, someone said, I appreciate the share you gave. I thank you for the work you putting in the effort to help me. Thank you for bringing me the meal. Thank you for the chesed." But do you ever think of reciprocating with hakaras Tov? Thank you for saying thank you. It means it's much more meaningful when someone appreciates what I do. Thank you for telling me you appreciated it. It means all the effort I went to was worthwhile. Thank you for saying you listened. It means I wasn't wasn't speaking for nothing. Because by saying it, you're really showing the other person hakaras Atov is important. It counts. We thank Hashem for being Shemei Tefillah. is made up of requests, but Tefillah is also made up of an ability to say thank you. Thank you, Hashem, for listening to the Tefillah. And it's important to you that we say thank you, willing to listen to our Tefillahs. We say this. In the morning the we say, We thank you for being there for us. The Tsur, the force, the rock which protects us, and then we finish off. On that we are able to thank you. Thank you Hashem for listening to us to say thank you. It means it's important to you that we have a Kharasetof. And if that's the case, we know it's important. So then it's up to us to go forward and express that a kharasetav.